This is a preview for free subscribers. Welcome to Talking Nonsense, a lucky dip of True Magic bonus episodes from the mystery bag of cats that is our mutual brain. I am Non, and with me is Smokey the Magnificent, who is going to be regaling us today on expounding upon, expounding upon a critical and venerable contribution to the world of symbology, which shall go down in history as noodle theory. It is a woefully underpublished revelation. You're hearing it here first. You are. This is our our first... And probably last. ...publication. Smokey, what is noodle theory? Noodle theory is an epiphany I had many years ago, which at the time, honestly, I was kind of joking. And I'm still kind of joking. This is because Smokey does not take symbology and symbolism as seriously as I do. Yeah, apparently I was very deep. So, good for me. Uh, this is a great example of Jonathan Pajot's aphorism. Oh, yes? Symbolism happens. Even the most inattentive... Wow. And... Out of the mouth of babe. Unattuned. A stopped clock. No, no, no. Not, not a stopped clock. No. Because a stopped clock is only right twice a day. Whereas... Even inattentive and unattuned Western minds like yours, your mm. woefully subpar mm. and incompetent brain. My famously barely hominid brain, yes. Even they can detect the broad strokes of symbolism. And even if they think that it's kind of funny and kind of humorous and not really serious, they're able to notice these kinds of patterns. So this is a great example of the first time that we really kind of put some sort of symbolic pattern into words in a way that we remembered and, as we have learned more about symbolism, has gone from being a kind of joke to something that is, I hesitate to use the word profound, but... I mean, 60-40, shall we say. In some sense, is actually just kind of an obvious point of symbolism to us now. Yes, all right. So noodle theory can be very simply summarized as the noodlier thing is the more evil and untrustworthy it is. The noodlier a thing is, the more evil and untrustworthy it is. Yes. You might need to explain for the more ordinary and sane members of our audience exactly what you mean. Okay, well, the paradigm case, which I think I first came up with, is ducks, right? So ducks, not super evil. I mean, they are actually, when you really look into the private lives of ducks, but in general, if you come across a duck... It's fine. You'll be fine. Nice thing, ducks, right? You would actually think it's quite a wholesome thing yes. if it's a nice white duck. Quite a pleasing thing. Good, clean white duck. Yes. It's got a good boat shape, kind of holds together well. Exactly. What's noodlier than a duck? A goose. A goose is definitely noodlier than a duck. And a goose, obviously, is more terrifying, is it not? It is. It is less trustworthy. Its neck is... It's snakier. Snakier. And it can... More noodly. ...hiss and attack. It you does. You have guard geese, in fact, or a thing. Mm. In fact, if you think of... The paradigm image of a goose. It's with its head down and its wings slightly, and its neck is like Good. kind of snicking out, yes. Winding, twisting, sinuously. Sinuous, yes. Yes, right, okay, but then again, one step up from that, of course, what is noodlier than a goose? More noodlier than a goose, definitely a swan. And swans, as we all know, are pure, unadulterated rage. Actually, most people might not know this, because a lot of people have not personally encountered a swan. Okay, well, if you have personally encountered a swan, especially as a small child, you've probably been traumatised But also, it. many people have been given the wrong impression of swans by swan boats. And, and you know, media. picturesque photocard. Yeah, big media, big swan, yeah. out there presenting swans as this placid, 
calm, peaceful, majestical, majestical creature. Indeed. Well, they are majestical. simply glides across the water with nary a care in the world, wishing ill upon no one. That is a lie. It is a lie. They are territorial and they have got malice in their veins. Great malice. Do not veins. cross a swan. Or if you do, make sure you've got some kind of a blade or a bat handy. I mean, they're surprisingly big as well. Ironically, the very point at which they are most evil is also the point at which they're most vulnerable. If Interesting. You, if you get attacked by an ostrich, for instance, you have to yes. watch out for its legs. Its legs are very straight and hard and strong. Yes. But if you strike it in the neck, yep. its neck will simply and break squeeze. and it will die. Yeah, well, there you go. One of the noodly birds. What you learn in South Africa, how to survive an ostrich attack. So, yes, noodly evil. We got that with the ducks. But moving on from ducks, of course, you can see that many other noodly beasts are horrifying in various ways for instance think Centipedes. of not to be racist mm. but everything that pagan cultures eat that they shouldn't so centipedes would be a good example does anyone eat centipedes yeah really yeah but i was thinking more like octopus squid right things with long things in tentacles the deep sea. or feelers yes which are untrustworthy things in the deep sea because you can't see what they're doing you don't know what they're doing down there but it's probably not very nice uh, always deadly. Right. Jellyfish. Yep. Get you. Jellyfish, yep. The so this, can... of course, brings us to the question of why it is that things that are noodly are less trustworthy. If you enjoyed this preview, get access to the full episode by upgrading to a paid membership at truemagic.nz. That's truemagic.nz. Or NZ if you're an American.